Listening to the Cannabis Hangout. Two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while, while we, we break, break it all down. down. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode. I'm Brandon. And I'm Saba. And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. Thanks for tuning in to another one. On today's episode, we're speaking with Calvin, who we met at the Cowboy Cup in Tulsa, Oklahoma recently in December. He has his hands in some freelance content creation for cannabis companies, brands, and creatives. He's also a marketing coordinator for Dare to Dream Recovery and founder of a nonprofit, I Love Your Life, Inc. Today, we're excited to hear about his journey and learn more about him. So please welcome Calvin to the Cannabis Hangout. I loved it. <laughs> Hi, Calvin. Hello. <laughs> did that live up to your expectations? That did live up to it. I loved it. You sound cool. Good. You are cool. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with us and just chat about you, your passions, and your cannabis journey. So let's just start from the beginning. Tell us where your cannabis journey first began, the first time you ever consumed. <sighs> so my story is really, there's a lot of gaps. Because I started off being scared of weed. Like, okay. Yeah. Growing up, I really didn't start consuming really until I was an adult. But my first time trying... Because like I said, I've been watching your podcast, mm-hmm. so I was like, let me think about the first time I actually... <laughs> Prepared yourself. Yeah, so I was like, okay, how, how did this go? <clears throat> so my first or my earliest memory was, um, it was me and a couple of friends, it was after football practice, there was an upperclassman who we all knew, he was, I mean, he was the shit on the team, mm-hmm. and so he invited us all to go hang out and smoke a bowl. Yeah. This was my first time ever, like, okay, let me... See what jump. this is yeah, about. I, yeah, was peer pressure, of course. All my mm-hmm. friends are going to do it. And I'm like, all right, let's see what it's about. So we jump in his truck. It's like three or four of us in the back seat, two up front. We're driving, trying to find a neighborhood. You know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> before it, This is before like, it was legal. Okay. So we're trying to find a neighborhood. Uh, we find one. We park. He begins to start filling the bowl. And then... He's the one lighting it because nobody knows what the hell they're doing, <laughs> especially with the bowl. Like when you're first starting to smoke and you haven't really been around it like mm-hmm. that, like you don't even know how to work a bowl or like the yeah. thumb yeah. hole and how or to like when it. you should inhale yes. the perfect so, timing to make it all work. Exactly. So like he's helping us out. I'm just sitting there watching full of like anxiety because it's like <laughs> about to be my turn. And so it's on me. He gets to sparking it up. And I'm sure I'm just burning through all this shit just in this one deal because I don't know what's happening. They help me, but as I get the smoke, now you have to inhale. And yeah. if you're not a, if you're a new smoker, you mm-hmm. don't know what actually inhaling is. Like, mm-hmm. do I swallow it? Yeah. <laughs> you feel uh-huh. what I mean? So yeah. I'm just, I hold it in my mouth for a little bit and I blow out. Time passes. Everybody's talking about, oh, I think I feel it. I think I feel it. But me, I'm sober. <laughs> yeah. Because it didn't actually hit me. So, um, I mean, we just rolled around. I mean, I. I sat there and was like in my head about it, like, do I feel it? Do yeah. I actually feel this? But I don't think I actually ever did. Uh, after that, I didn't like jump into it. It's probably like, well, like in high school, I didn't really touch it at all. So just another gap. And that was like my first time trying it, but it didn't like have a lasting impression on yeah, me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it didn't like stick with you for yeah. a while. But <laughs> a little bit after that, probably like a year later, my junior year, I have a, so. I have a lot of relatives that actually do partake and everything like that. Okay. Just in my household, my mom and dad. Yeah, that shit didn't I was wondering. So, like, growing up, was it super, was it like taboo yeah. or like was it did it surround you so, a little bit? I have like two different sides of my family. Okay, yes, for sure. I understand <laughs> so I have that. my dad's side, which is like more kind of like straight, not straight and narrow. They were musicians, so they had their thing. But yes, just, of course. They just didn't fuck with like the drug side of it, or yes. at least my dad didn't. He was an athlete as well. We were mm-hmm. athletes growing up, so it was like. It just didn't. Yeah, that makes my, sense. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I had relatives like on my mom's side now, like all my uncles. When we go over, they babysit us. We're in the room, but you smell that smell. Yeah, you okay. know what I mean. So yeah, I was always kind of curious. I knew it was available. All of them smoked. I had cousins who did, but I. Uh, it was one summer, and this I think it was my junior summer going into my senior year. 
I was hanging out with a lot of, um, well, two of my older cousins, my older brother, and they smoked all the time. Mm -hmm. And so me naturally just hanging with them, finding a hoop session and just kicking it with the fam. Right, right. I'm like, okay, let's jump into it. And this is when, like, I feel like I got my peak high that I've never been able to get again. Yeah. Because we would smoke, we would all go to his cousin's house. This would be after, like, a long-ass hoop session. For some reason, in the summer, the mission was to find a hoop session. Which, mm-hmm. Anyways, we would smoke in the living room or whatever, and it would be amazing. We're all sitting in there playing music, freestyling, do what you do when you smoke. <laughs> yes. And then that's when it would hit me, and I would try to wonder how these people were functioning and still doing things while yeah. being so high. I'm on mm-hmm. a couch stuck yeah and yeah. hungry as fuck yeah. you're like, you like the epitome yeah. of they, what a stoner seriously like i'm stuck i'm starving yeah. there's no food in the house and yeah, like everybody even is, worse yeah like i am struggling yeah. over here like yeah. how are you all acting so normal yeah anyway so and that was just like that summer where i really kind of dived in and it was just hoop sessions smoke stuck on the couch in a random mcdonald's trip where i just feel my face yeah hey. i then, feel like everyone kind of had a season that was like, like that. that but that is such a simple um i feel like it's like wholesome it's <laughs> yeah. so wholesome. you know it's yeah. just like yeah. you're smoking as, even as he's can... talking about rolling around in the car i'm like having flashbacks right? of when go I shoot used to some do hoops that. yeah oh, freestyle yeah. that was one of the best summers of my yeah. life yeah find a neighborhood that seems kind of chill yeah and then do what you got to do and bounce yeah <laughs> and i went to union so there was like okay yeah tulsa union i'm originally from tulsa okay <clears throat> so there's no like like every neighborhood, well, at least we were at, it looked nice. So we were mm-hmm. scared as fuck because it's <laughs> yeah. a nice ass neighborhood yeah. and we are doing something illegal. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, How do we fit scared. in? How do we yeah. blend in here? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So, Calvin, what do you mm-hmm. personally consume cannabis for and how has it benefited your life? I prepare for this one too. Well, I didn't prepare for it, but it made me think when I've heard this question. So, I consume it for different reasons and I had to kind of like, do some reflecting back on why or when I started picking it up more heavily. Because I used to be the guy that I kind of prided myself. I only do it when it's around. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. spend my money on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not I the one to go out there and buy a pack. Yeah. You know? yeah. If it's that, around, I'll... That's that how brain used to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was oh, always God. me. Because I'm like, I'm not spending my money on that because I don't smoke enough yeah. to do that. Yeah. But all my friends, uh-huh. I, they know I can always yeah. hit it. Yeah. Well, and, and people I'm would just good. like leave you nugs because like, oh, she doesn't smoke that much. So mm. <clears throat> we'll just leave her bowl loaded. Yeah. And that would last her for like the I week. was just kind of a mysterious <laughs> one, you know? And then people just gave you the weed whenever you needed it. Yeah. Anyways. But when... No, but when... I did start picking up. I noticed, I think, when I was out of college, kind of hitting the workforce. Okay. So I uh, I graduated from OSU, Oklahoma State University, in 2015. I got my, um, my bachelor's in communication sciences and disorders. So with that, what, what you're able to do with that degree is you be a speech-language pathologist. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a passion of mine. It wasn't a dream. Really, college... College really just kind of set me up to kind of being on my own. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have a passion. I was more into growing up. It was sports. Like if I was going to college, I was supposed to be playing ball. Like sports yeah. was a big passion of mine. Yeah. Also, um, music. Okay. So going into college and after like my football career ended in high school, I went through like a deep, like a deep depression because mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do with my life. Like yeah. all I knew was football. Yeah, I know what you mean. And then you have to like all of a sudden be like 18, 19 mm-hmm. years old and be like, okay, the next four years, your life depends yes. on what you're going to do. Yeah. Like that's like that it's way wild. too much Allegedly, pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. yeah. Like, nobody should. Reflecting <clears throat> on that. Mm-hmm. Like make those decisions at mm-hmm. that, that age. I know. I'm just now getting out of my parents' household and I don't even know who the hell I am. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I feel you so but, hard. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I went through some shit like kind of going from high school on into college, mm-hmm. and then like a lot of things happened like that just feel like it just got ripped away from me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I so I went. I think I felt my first kind of like depression within those that time frame. But I didn't go into cannabis then. But uh, I say that to say I since football left my life, I I dived into music real heavy, and I um I actually ended up I I don't I I created a I don't know what to call it. It was a mixtape or whatever, but it was a bunch. It was like six or seven songs that I uh, <coughs> like I created, and I just posted on SoundCloud or something like that. But I didn't promote it. I, di- I didn't know what that meant. I just thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I thought that 
since sports was going on, I'll dive in to being a creative or doing this music because that was at least my other passion that I knew that I loved to do. But there's nothing that you can do in college or at least at OSU that that could um, really help me dive into that side of myself. Yeah. And I have this pressure of I know what lifestyle I want to live. I know there's more for me out there. Mm-hmm. Like I just feel there's something different. I feel like I'm meant to do be great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah. I don't know what the hell to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't like math. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I liked. Um, I don't like English or writing, but I'm good at creative writing. But, okay. I mean, I didn't want to go to school to be a teacher. Right. But so I got my uh, degree in um, the speech pathology thing because my mom recommended it because one of her friends, she did it and she made good money. So okay. I did that. Um, I didn't apply myself, but I still did well. I always excelled in school. Mm-hmm. So I just, once I graduated... Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Jade Pebworth over at the Me Law Group in Oklahoma focuses to provide you with a comprehensive approach and intelligent advice and representation focused on resolving problems rather than inflating them. She kills it with civil litigation, cannabis law, business planning, corporate law slash litigation, and family law. She enjoys working with companies from the ground up. Whether you need her to review and draft contracts for your company, assist in licensing applications, and more, the Me Law Group has your back. Now, let's get back to today's episode. I didn't go on to try to get my master's because I was not trying to accrue any more yeah. freaking debt. I get it, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And also with something that I'm not passionate about. That you're about. not really sure about, too, mm-hmm. that you're just, like, spending money mm-hmm. on just to kind of get a certification or exactly. degree. To get a real job. Just some, so a label you above your head. Yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. that goes into trying to find that real job now. Yeah. And I did, I did so many just random jobs. Just mm-hmm. through the course of from college to where I am now, which I feel like is so good for you. Oh, though. It, like it, it that's like building a whole skill set in it itself that like you you might not get from other things mm-hmm. in life. If you I was able that. to connect with a lot of people from a lot of different walks of life and mm-hmm. be able to kind of take those lessons there and use them, which now. is so valuable. Very valuable. Yeah, Very valuable. for sure, for sure. So. Um, to kind of go back to cannabis and how, like, when we were saying how it benefits your life, when you shop for it, like, what what do you say, like, what do you look for? Like, what's important to you personally whenever you're, you know, looking for, mm-hmm. like, the right strain or whatever is going to be good for you that day? Yeah. Sorry, I went off on a whole time. No, you're fine. <laughs> no, but, I love it. Tangents I, are good. We get yeah. to learn about people whenever they go off yeah, of tangents. For sure. So, uh, yeah. With, uh, so I started using more when I entered the workforce. And so mm-hmm. now I'm actually buying, using my money to buy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So now I'm a proud shopper. Yes. Um, <laughs> hey. I get that. <laughs> but I prefer indicas now okay. okay it used to be like a sativa thing because i didn't want to be stuck in a couch like i used to be when yeah. i was back in high school with the cousins mm-hmm. but um now i am i i like the body the body high that indicas give or that kind of it slows me down i think a lot yes mm-hmm. I, as you can see i i go into debt on things mm-hmm. or death and i like i just go off on tangents or i really do deep diving i'm a deep thinker so mm-hmm. It also causes me to overthink and being a creative that slows you down yeah. and it causes you to not even take action. So yeah. now, like, that's what Indicas does for me. It helps me to kind of, like, slow myself down. It's like, okay, slow down a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. You're doing a little too much. You're overthinking it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, and Go with what you can you do that during yeah. the day, too, for mm-hmm. your body, I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah, Indicas which... all day. Like, it's my body. So I've been smoking for a while now, so my tolerance has gone up. But now, like, I appreciate, like, slow me down to where I even feel feel the heaviness but I've gone to like I'm able to work through that now mm-hmm. yeah and it's also a, like it helps me creatively as well yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure but so yeah so indicas I don't have like a top strain right now uh I fell in love early with uh and I still can't find it now but blue cheese okay blue cheese. do y'all remember yeah. that strain yeah that was when I feel like have you have you been a med, med card holder since kind of the beginning no no you haven't okay Just this year it I feel like it blue cheese was like something that I saw in the dispensaries with like Blue Dream and mm-hmm. like GG4 and all those like OG strains mm-hmm. kind of at the beginning. Yeah. But people caught, I feel like growers caught on that people didn't, patients wanted like exotic strains. Yeah. And so now people grow like crazy names. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, that's some crazy shit. 
I don't even know. Would you know. ever, have you heard of cheetah piss? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like cheetah that? piss. Like who the fuck is naming a strain cheetah piss? Yeah. Who the fuck is coming no. up with that? Dead ass. I was, uh, we were doing a pop-up. Me and Chelsea were doing a pop-up at a dispensary uh, last week. And I was, I always go through and look and see what they have. There was a strain called skunk dick. Like, why? Yeah, like, who is For really what? going in there? Hey, yeah, give me the skunk dick. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the one I want. Like, give me half no, of that. I no, I really don't see anybody <laughs> buying it. Or, like, I hear this strain is great, but I'm not, I don't want I don't even want to, like, say that out loud to no. when someone asks what I want. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's just all. not attractive. So I always wonder, like, when people come up with strain names that doesn't even, like, originate from the original yeah. strains that it kind of came from like why i, I don't know because mm-hmm. you see like it a skunk dick but then you say it's a cross between this and this and like, you're like well where did that come yeah. from because that has <laughs> nothing to do with skunk or dick <laughs> so i'm so confused <laughs> it's real so okay calvin if you had a day where you could like go anywhere and do anything you didn't have responsibilities <laughs> Like where would you be? What would you be doing? Where would where's like the first place you would plant yourself? This is hard because like I'm a homebody. Okay. But then I catch the mood to like okay no let's go crazy. So if like my perfect day would be a mix of first of all just not having any responsibilities like kind of like how a Sunday should be where I just want to wake up and not move if I don't have to. Mm-hmm. And just not have any responsibility. So it would be a day of just waking up, not super early, but on my own time, but enough time. To, hey, let me enjoy a cup of coffee. Yes. Let me yeah. get the vibe right. Yeah. Light a joint, nice. have a cup of coffee. Yeah, nice and slow. Turn on some music. On your own time. Yeah, seriously, yeah. and let's see where it goes. Now, then that will lead into brunch. I love brunches. I okay. love my mimosas. <laughs> so that will go into, hey, let's make some plans. Let's invite some people out. Or just be me and Chelsea or something. But let's invite some people out. Let's have some brunch. Let's continue the vibes. Uh, after the mimosas, after all of that, that would go into I guess afternoonish, back at home with the dogs. We have, <laughs> we have painting the, the picture, yeah, play yeah, by yeah. play. Very specific. Yeah, I feel like yeah, no yeah, one's done this. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm painting the whole thing. Okay. You're back at home you. with the dogs. What kind of dogs do you have? Okay, so. Okay, so this is serious. <laughs> yeah, it gets got ten real. of them. Let's start with the first so, one. I'll start with my first dog that really kind of like changed my life. She was there from college on to. When did Cello pass? Was that 2020? When was it? Last year? Yeah, that was a really tough hit for uh, for us, and that caused a lot. But uh, I had a Pitbull boxer mix that I got going into college. And so, I mean, she she made it through three girlfriends, a whole bunch of jobs and moves. <laughs> yeah. But she was a legend. Like, she was at all my college parties. Everybody who's met this dog has nothing but good things to say. Like, she was special, so... She's still there with us in spirit. I have a necklace yeah. with her ashes right here. I keep Aww. with me. Aww. So that's the first dog, How Cello. Okay. OG. After that, we got Callie when I moved to Oklahoma City in 2018. She's mm-hmm. a pit bull. Um, I love that you love pit bulls. Mm-hmm. I'm a oh, big pit girl. They are the best they're dogs the best in dogs. the world. They're I don't such see such great dogs. Yes. They, oh, my God. And because they're the biggest cuddle bugs oh my in gosh. the world. They're like, <laughs> such babies. Yes. And, Ultimate oh, babies. It doesn't. It, uh, that's Buddha. Okay. So I have... <laughs> That's Cello, Callie. Um, then we have Chloe, which is, <laughs> we got her at Walmart. She was supposed to be a. <laughs> we got her at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah like bought her a, at the whole, store. She's a whole story. So we got her at Walmart just randomly because somebody had a cute puppy. And mm-hmm. we said, hey, your puppy's cute. I said, hey, do you want her? Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't know I was going to get yeah. that with the compliment. Yeah, yeah, really. So they told me she was a Give pit. a compliment, get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> right. They told me she was a pit bull boxer mix. A pit bull boxer mix. And I wish, like, I need to pull up a picture and show you this dog. But she is like the little, she's a, like a little rat face looking, like, she's a pit bull. <laughs> she looks, uh, we've summed it up. I think she's a pit bull border collie mix. Okay. Okay. And she is a spaz. Okay. But we love her to death. Yes. And she's all she's the most loyal dog in the to world. Death. Yes. <laughs> and we actually had a scare with her uh just last month. She swallowed something. I mean we Oh goodness. Yes, we didn't know we were going we went to the vet. They couldn't figure it out. We did blood tests trying to make sure she didn't have some weird blood disease and everything like that. Like that nothing was showing up on the skins. Uh it turned out that uh we they elected to do like an exploratory surgery and they found something like up in her stomach that was there she, literally all month. We were trying to figure she out had what it was. She swallowed an object? What yes. was it? Do you know? It was, it looked like a 
piece of a fucking Nerf ball or something. It was like a rubbery, foamy looking. Oh, we no. kept we kept it, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know what it was, but thank God, you like she's it. such a soldier. Like <laughs> Chloe is our, she's the smallest dog, but she keeps up because we have another pit bull who we just got who found us. Who I, but anyways, you attract pit bulls, huh? I guess so. Dog we literally lover. attracted this that. dog because one day uh, a neighbor came knocking on our door and uh, she had saw this dog roaming the street and she thought it was our other pit bull, Callie. But this dog was so like head steady on getting into our house. <laughs> okay. And uh, so I'm sitting there, <laughs> we're panting him, and he's beautiful. I mean, like, it, he's the perfect specimen of a red nosed pit bull if you think of one like the stereotypical <laughs> big head, just. The big broad body. Mm-hmm. But I know exactly the, what you're talking yes, about. Yeah. But he's already sweet as a fucking cupcake. Yeah. yeah. And so he's already in my lap. And so we're like, okay, we don't want any more dogs at the time. We just lost ours. Uh-huh. So, um, we told her that we have to go to, I think it was to like my daughter's game or something like that. And when we come back, if you still house her or if he's still around, we'll put him in our backyard and like wait around. Anyways, before that, before that game ended, they texted us saying like the dog ran off. And we were sick. We were like, we should have just fucking took him. We knew what it was meant to be. I kid you not, the next day in the morning, our dogs were like going crazy, barking and everything like that. And I'm like, what is going on? And so I open the door and this dog comes running around the corner Aww. and runs to me. So I'm like, come here, get in here. <laughs> get in the back end. He's been with us ever since. And this, I'm going to have to show you pictures after get we finish this. He is the biggest like the first of all the biggest dog that i've ever had in the world and he's the biggest baby like he's the one that has to sleep with us every night because if he doesn't he's going to shit in the house just because he's pissed we're waking up to to shit next to our pool table and we have like if he doesn't sleep with us like fuck you guys and it's consistent it's every time we don't let him sleep wow what's his name buddha buddha (laughs) i like yeah i can't wait to show you pictures oh and we have a and you have a cat. Wow. A cat that found us as well. We fostered. It was Love a stray that. cat that our Aww. neighbors had left that had uh, kittens. And we ended up keeping one of the cats. It's a black cat that we named Snow. Snow. I like that. That's <laughs> tight. That's tight. I like that. So Love those that. are all my fur babies. I love, I love a fur baby oh family. Oh, my God. And yeah, so sorry I went off on that tangent about all them. But I would kick <laughs> it with them, feed them. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah. And then into the night, it would either be some type of occasion where either we're cooking something or having people over and just I'm a big family guy like I like to have mm-hmm. my people around me my mm-hmm. circle yeah not not like just go super crazy but like if I just have my people the vibes are right we can just sit there and smoke maybe have a couple of drinks and just have a conversation mm-hmm. like right. I like to talk about like real things yeah, like, yeah. to be intentional with your yeah. people mm-hmm. and the conversations so happening that's how I would like to end that day if not side B if we plan to go do something as a unit like if I'm going out like I said I'm a homebody but what can get me out is if I'm doing it with my people and we're yeah, going together for like, sure we're bringing you know you get place. to enjoy them yes. and be around them yeah. and mm-hmm. hang out with them for the night so yeah. fill your cup yeah yeah but that yeah. would be my perfect day Nice. That sounds like mm-hmm. a great perfect day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Very obtainable. I, I think that you yeah. should obtain that soon. I your perfect got, day. Do that. I'm, I'm willing it for you soon. Mm-hmm. So, Calvin, in your own words, will you please tell us who you are and what you do? If you're ever in the Oklahoma City area, check out Chill Dispensary at 22 Northeast 10th Street. They're good people with hand-washed, single-source, live rosin, flour, pre-rolls, and other solventless products. So, go show them some love and enjoy a chill experience. Now, back to the episode. So, I'm Calvin, Calvin Keith Silman Jr., uh, Tulsa native, now here in Oklahoma City. I am a father. I am... um, I'm a creative. Uh, I'm, I've been trying to figure out what to actually call myself because back in the, like after football, you were at like athlete. When I was trying to do the rap thing. You were a rapper. You put yourself mm-hmm. in boxes and people try to put their, what they think or put their expectation on you of what that is. So and I don't really like, yes, I don't really like boxes at all because yeah. what I figured out is I like to just express myself creatively, whether what, no matter what medium that's in. Right. If I can use my brain creatively, like, I'm satisfied, I'm fulfilled. That's what makes me feel fulfilled. Yeah, that's good. So I would just say I am a creative. Uh, what I do as far as, like, occupation, which this is fairly new to me. I just now jumped into this entrepreneurship thing this year. Okay. Congrats. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Exciting. like, it's hard trying to explain your journey when you're right at the beginning of your journey. Mm -hmm. I know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm right at the cusp of it. Like I learned, I went through, this year was like the most, it was the hardest, most challenging year of my life, but the most fulfilling because 
I quit my nine to five job literally the end of like December 31st, 2022. Nice. And with no plan. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes, I heard sometimes you just have to leap. Honestly, mm-hmm. I've, I've done Jump what you're doing. I've done it a few times in my tw- early twenties. Yes. And if you have enough faith in yourself and trust that things will always mm-hmm. work out in your favor, then they do. And you just have to put the work and show yes. up. And then That's you realize you're like you're starting to like pull yes. things out of yourself that yeah. like you always knew were there, but yes. like you're like, oh, you're I can do now. this, yes. yeah, oh, okay. and I can get paid to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I can charge more for this, mm-hmm. like, and this is my skill set. It's 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 a really cool journey that you're on, especially to experience it at, at a little bit of an older age. Because yeah. when I did it in my twenties, it was scary. I didn't have really like people to talk to it about because none mm-hmm. of my friends were doing it, and I just was like in it. But I was it was sloppy because I was so young and Mm -hmm. I didn't like, I didn't come from an entrepreneurial family. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't have any leaders or people to, you know, like people that I knew, you know, like Mm -hmm. you see people, I'm, I'm a person who likes to learn from people around me and I absorb it better than like watching a video on YouTube or listening to somebody's podcast. Like that's good for me too. But I just, I'm more of like a learn with the people around me and be influenced by them in a great way because they know so much. So, and to experience all that, say to experience it in your thirties when you're more grounded in you. Mm-hmm. Wait, you are thirty. Wait, I just assumed yeah. you're thirty. You're in your thirties, right? Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, glad you, glad you passed that one. I know. Um, I don't know what made me assume you that assumed. you were just in your thirties, but I think based on the conversation, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's a, a very mature conversation. Yeah. No, it, but you're right though, because yeah. in your twenties, I thought I thought things were supposed to go, or thought things were not the way they were at my 20s. I didn't understand what life really was or how things worked, like business or mm-hmm. For sure. of anything. Like, yeah. I didn't understand, like, actually pushing a product or marketing or actually mm-hmm. branding something. I just thought, yeah. hey, you're talented. They're going to come find you because you're good as shit. Yeah, and, and then you're, you're like, them. that's yeah. not it. No, but you're going to be sitting there waiting forever yeah. and just be the next story. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like you. Uh, a <laughs> family that just were entrepreneurs or anything like that like my dad was a musician my mom she was she worked in like banking so she always had a nine to five and then when my dad wasn't in music he uh he worked a nine to five so yeah. I didn't see anybody kind of like push to do something themselves I never yeah, saw sure. that until mm-hmm. literally the world shut down and I had no nothing else to do but really try to gain knowledge yeah and so that's where like I went into I learned about trading stocks and things like that I learned about um what I did was I didn't have that circle so I went and found that circle in like the media that I consumed Mm -hmm. I was watching podcasts of things that I needed like yeah so I think the biggest thing is getting the knowledge and then actually using that knowledge yeah so um yeah I'm, I'm deep into it now I'm learning but I'm learning I'm I'm not going to hit this right now. I'm trying to talk. <laughs> I don't want to make a break. But, uh, yeah, it's it's really tough when you don't have, like, people that you can really kind of bounce ideas off mm-hmm. of or even just kind of, like, vent or really understand kind of what that feels like really doing this because mm-hmm. a lot goes into that. And it's not even just that, like, you're really jumping into entrepreneurship or doing your own thing to kind of like get a work-life balance because you hate the nine-to-five thing, but your work-life balance when you are doing entrepreneurship is work is also in life and like life does not stop. Right. Now this is part, yeah, it does not stop. Like I'm, I I cannot sleep. Like as soon as I lay my head down, no matter, I've taken edibles before, but, and it still doesn't help me sleep because my mind is constantly racing. Okay. Like you're really on, I think I saw your interview with Hugh, and like he said, you're in mm-hmm. the woods. You're hunting. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm not bringing anything home, then that's going to cause problems in this household. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going through, did I make the right decision on quitting my nine to five? That was a yeah. check I at least knew was coming in. Yeah. I know, but then you feel happier in oh, a different sense, and then you know that mm-hmm. your happiness is, like, worth it, and, like, your peace is that protecting that, yes. and then you're like, okay, I can't do that to myself again. Why would mm-hmm. I go back to something that I, like, am actually growing from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just are, like, feeling it, like, a yeah. little bit at once. This, and the stress that I feel as an entrepreneur is even... I love it more than what I was feeling when I was at the nine to five. Like yeah. it's happy. It's almost like, okay, the pressure's on. Let's do yeah, this shit. Cause yeah. it brought out 
like you said, you're pulling things out of yourself, yeah. uh, pulling things out of yourself. And it's your own, but it's you. It's, you're it's, you're counting on yourself. Mm, you're exactly. not working really like for someone else's mm. job to like make their business run really yeah. well. I mean, I know like video creating stuff, like you are to an extent, but like you're getting to be creative mm. with that. You have that control, you know? Yeah. So that's different. But speaking of like the video stuff, I know I've seen like you, yeah, what do you, you kind of do that. So how I want to know how long have you been into that? Like, have you just like, are you just like, you know, have you always had like an eye for like I wanting never, to pick up the camera or are you just like, I'm just, I want to see what happens. And yeah, I never thought I'd be doing anything with the uh, video, like, or with a camera or anything like that. I've never been like interested yeah. I, uh, other than like when I was doing music and I hired somebody to shoot like a music right, video. Right. I would have visions. I know what looks good. Yes, for sure. So what started with me actually kind of like using it to kind of be a business was uh, me, and, me and Chelsea one year, we got the new iPhones that were new that year. And I just saw mm-hmm. that the cameras looked dope. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, so... I want to kind of start doing things. And I remember always growing up, and I would I think everybody says this. You think your family is so interesting, your life is so interesting. Hey, I should have a yeah. reality TV show. <laughs> yeah. But really, though, <laughs> I, like, I really stand by it, though. I know we'd had yeah, a really sure good you one. Guys would. You're all four sisters, stair step. Like, of course y'all did. Yeah, drama. Anyways. It would be, I think everybody goes through that. So I just started filming little things like just vlogs. Mm-hmm. And, and not to do anything with. I would just film, like, trips me and uh, – my girlfriend Chelsea would take uh, like our trips to Florida to visit family, things that were just kind of cool, but they were more like home style things that I, I don't care if this really blows up, but this is something to be cool to look back on and have mm-hmm. these memories. Yeah, it feels good to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But while I was doing that and I started noticing like, okay, hey, I, I'm, this is kind of looks good. Like I'm noticing like, okay, yeah. I actually kind of have an eye for this. I kind of have a talent for it. Yeah. Okay, how can I, uh, I, when I was still at my, uh, my nine to five, I believe at this time, but I, uh, I was like, I can actually probably use this and create a side hustle for it and take this and then do this for other people and yeah. get paid and, mm-hmm. and get this out of, get me out of this situation. So I started uh, like doing some more like research on like, okay, what kind of shots you can do? Cause I'm doing everything you see is really from my phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was inspired. There's a, a, a video uh, director named Cole Bennett, who's really dope. He created Lyrical Lemonade and he's super huge, but he's the most like wholesome down to earth person. And he's, he wanted to show people that you really don't need all this high-end equipment or really need, like, the the music industry or just the gatekeepers, like, that you can yeah. do things on your own. And he demonstrated that by using his iPhone for a series and okay. shot music videos with nothing but his iPhone. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that inspired me. I was like, I'm just going to use my iPhone. Yeah. And so uh, I started with – I didn't have any clients, so I just really started doing my little videos for myself. Mm-hmm. And um, – that just led into me getting better and developing, I guess, a style. Right, just experiencing mm-hmm. it, putting your hands on it and mm-hmm. editing and all of that process yep. makes you learn it. Yep, and I would prom- I would put, like, a promotion, hey, email me if you your video wants to do yeah. this. And I never got any hits or thing like, yeah. thing, anything like that, but I didn't start actually really getting into the businesses until I, until I started using my resources and connections and going out there to like kind of get it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the things I did, I was not getting paid for, which is what was also causing a strain. I just quit my job at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're really like relying on one income at this point. I became a sales rep, but when you're just joining in, I don't have any clients yeah, to do like yeah. that. So like my little checks for my sales, like yeah, it's not that. like I'm just, hey, let's can relate. Yeah. yeah. Let's so like I really commend my girlfriend Chelsea uh, for really like holding down the fort and supporting me as I went through this journey. I know it wasn't easy and I know she probably really was like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't <laughs> yeah, want to do this. Cause yeah. I, I like, it was hard cause I would see the stress it was putting on her and that's where I was going into, like, am I making the right decision? I've, you know, quit this job and had this. Yeah, income. it's like all of the mm-hmm. scary, the fears yeah. that kind of start I, creeping up on yeah, you. I thought things were going to happen way faster. Like, yeah. I was like, hey, as soon as I started posting shit, I'm like, hey, I'm good. Let's put this out there. I yeah. thought people were going to be hitting, but, like, they weren't. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's like a whole growth process mm-hmm. that, like, you're experiencing on top of, like, you just dove jumped off the diving board Mm -hmm. but like you're gonna swim for a while and it's like you don't know that until you jump off and you feel it for yourself yeah you know swimming (laughs) i get that but i feel like (laughs) at this whole time my my faith was tested this was like 
you're going yeah. to go through this. It's not going to be easy, but do you do you really believe this is for you? And I mm-hmm. did. Like, I was like, I feel it. I would tell Chelsea, I'm like, I don't know what's going on and why this is happening, but I feel something big is about to happen. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, like, and I'm sure about it. And yeah. I don't know what else to say to you other than, like, yeah, I'm sure yeah. I know what's going to happen. You're following mm-hmm. your intuition. Like, I'm not, mm-hmm. and it is. I've been doing a lot of self-work. And, like, I started meditating, doing a lot of, um, like, I've been doing some inner child healing. Yeah. And, like, oh, just recently. Yeah. And so I've become, like, kind of real, I I would say, real in tune with my universe. Mm-hmm. Like, noticing the synchronicities when they hit up. I've been really, f- like, diving into manifesting and planning and putting plans into action and, yeah. and having intent behind what mm-hmm. I'm doing. But um, Okay, let's pause for a minute and talk about Oklahoma's grassroots cannabis publication, Herbage Magazine. They are in over 500 dispensaries statewide, providing cannabis education and supporting and highlighting the local communities. For more information, visit HerbageMag.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-G-E-M-A-G.com. I say that to say, like, I was getting all the signs, like, you are going down the right path. It doesn't look like that physically right now, but why are you going through this? Things are being set up, and Mm -hmm. they were. So I was, I, uh, my first, I would say my first, like, breakthrough with the videos happened when I started doing work with the, uh, the big show. Have you heard of the big show? It's a music like it's a music festival that comes to Oklahoma City once a year. Um, It's thrown by a guy named Southwest Des. He was an artist out here Mm -hmm. for a while. He's a native Houston. uh, He's a Houston native. He lives out there now. But every year he puts on what's called the big show. This year, this next year will be his fifth one. Mm -hmm. And each year they get bigger and bigger. But he's offering a platform pretty much for all like the local artists, Mm -hmm. local artists out here. But he incorporates the cannabis industry as well. I know uh, last year he had um, Blue Collar Criminals as a sponsor. He had Dazed, uh, and along with some others. But um, I started doing some work with him, and I wasn't getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, I just, I connected with him on the basis of, like, I see me in you. Like, you have a big vision, and nobody can understand that other than you or don't see it because people see you as one way. They see you as right. this rapper, Southwest does. They see you as this image. but. I'm sitting there talking to this man, and he's brilliant mm-hmm. and what he's trying to do, and it's a bigger picture. So I said, I, I can make it look yeah. good. I can bring a different perspective to your, mm-hmm. to the brand that you're looking for. So just we connected genuinely, and then I started doing promos for him, which was hitting, and that's how I really started kind of diving and getting my name out there more. And since then, it's it just keeps evolving. I still wasn't getting, like, Paid from yeah, it. but good but things people, are happening to you. Yes, in the, right the networking. Direction. I'm meeting people. I'm mm-hmm. developing these relationships, sure. and it was just all things that would then later. Just green lights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But shout out to Southwest Des for that. Like, yeah, that was a, a big opportunity just because I got to actually apply myself on a on a goal. Mm-hmm. You yes. know what I mean? At yeah. first, I was just Makes doing videos for myself, but it's yeah. now okay. This is somebody's baby. Yeah, you get baby. to apply yourself for things you've had been practicing mm-hmm. and like and figuring so th- out. That was fulfilling. That's great. That's great. So as a creative myself, I like to hear what gets people out of ruts when they get in one, because Mm -hmm. I liked what you said earlier is when your mind's racing and you're overwhelmed, it's it it blocks your creative process. And I I don't think I've ever actually thought about that because I am an overthinker. I have had a lot going on these past two years. Life's kind of threw me a lot of curveballs. So my mind is always just racing and my creativity hasn't been there. And yes, that's a little bit because of my depression but it's cool that you said that because that's that's something that I feel like is real so when your mind is over racing and your creative channels are blocked what is it that you do to find inspiration to pull you out that's the biggest thing is trying to find the inspiration but I think where my issue was is or where we find issues is we we try to force it Mm -hmm. when I think the thing we should be doing is trying to get there organically so what I do is, like, I slow myself down, mm-hmm. either if I'm smoking, but even if I'm not smoking, because I don't just go to that. I've, I've gotten real big into meditation or just being mindful. Yeah. Recognize what I'm doing. You're, you're aware that I'm overthinking this. You're, that's the first step. Next mm-hmm. is just changing your frequency. You know what you want to do. You know what the intent behind it is. So mm-hmm. put that out there in the universe. Slow yourself down and get out of that space where you're feeling like, okay, I'm overwhelmed. Just be present in that moment, and then I believe it will find you because you've just allowed allowing yourself to change that frequency about yeah. you. So, like, I'll put on different music. I got really big into um, Bob Marley, and it sounds so uh, cliche, but it wasn't because of the, the cannabis thing. It was because 
I was going through one of those hard times, mm-hmm. and it was the message that he was displaying yeah. in his music. And I was actually at a point where I was listening, and mm-hmm. he was speaking to me. I actually have one of his songs, "Satisfy My Soul," tattooed on my hand That's right there. Cool. It brought me out of a, like a really low point, but it's it's a reminder of. When everything else is going on, I literally, you can say, I'm speaking, satisfy my soul. You mm-hmm. know what you want. Tell the universe what you want. It will give it to you. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. cool. That's so well said. Cool that, like, Bob Marley is, like, still a living legend and, Bro. like, still yeah. inspiring someone, mm-hmm. like, in present day mm-hmm. is, like, help save their life in one way or the other. And yeah. he's just, like, resting in peace with, like, all of mm-hmm. this beautiful music. Mm-hmm. Save me. Like, I still yeah. go, like, till this day. Wild. Like, I don't, like, I got to a point where I was listening to nothing but reggae because everything I was listening to was not feeding my soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's music can yeah. so easily do that mm-hmm. because especially when, like, I feel like, for me personally, like rap, hip hop is what I go to when I want to get amped up organically mm-hmm. because of the sound waves, the frequencies. But when I'm feeling, like, sad or when I'm feeling overwhelmed and Mm. I go to that I immediately am like it's too much for me and my body just goes into like I just don't like it like my body immediately starts rejecting it like I get irritated have you seen those videos of like people playing music and the water coming out and it's called I think it's like seismic or something some type of wave but waveform but like it really music really affects us more than we think from the 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 the, uh, the hurts or whatever that yeah. they put it into the the beats per second. It's very, it's very music is very spiritual and it really speaks in our bodies. Actually, like mm-hmm. take in all of that. They say like our words have power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they like, can manifest yeah. in your body too. Especially so when if you're repeating lyrics, lyrics over and over, you're in speaking your head. that into like yeah. your brain or doesn't know like okay, this is just a song. Like you're actually taking this in. So when you're speaking these things, they will happen in your life yeah if you're down and you're listening to some shit that's down or if you constantly saying uh what is the lyric uh it's a song right now that uh of course we love drake man chelsea loves drake but oh <laughs> uh, yo what is the lyric what he's like i'm ready to die something yeah. like that you keep repeating that the world's gonna say okay you're I ready know. to die let's get yeah. him up out of here <laughs> yeah. you feel right you're mm-hmm. kind of like what am i chanting yeah, yeah. Like you're really no. chanting yeah. Yeah. So, like, chants to beats to like like i said these words are going along with these sound i know that can be freaky yeah you don't know how really how much this is affecting you i saw a video the other day um of a, it's a, a japanese experiment where this guy puts three cups of rice and he fills them up and then one to one cup he tells it thank you i think day. i remember that the yes i think cup, i've seen this he says you're an idiot the other one he ignores the first cup was still thriving after so long the other one was uh, that he said you're an idiot was black and moldy yeah and then the one he ignored was starting to grow mold and everything like that mm-hmm. but our words truly hold yeah. power I, yeah. every morning i like when i open the blinds in my house i like tell my plants good morning Same brand. and i feel like i'm doing them Same. if i like don't do it or do it late or something i'm yeah. like oh my goodness plants i'm so sorry here's your light yeah. but like i feel like i'm doing them a disjustice disjustice if i'm not like my words are not like greeting them mm. or talking to them and like acknowledging like that they're living inside of yeah. my house too. Like I am, you know what I mean? Mm. I get into my head like that and then I'm like, okay, thank you plants. Thanks I for being here. to my plant for the first time last night and it's because last night I was listening to another one of the episodes <laughs> and I forgot who you were talking to, but yeah. you were saying. We had, it got inspired. Talking, I, know, I was like, before I went to bed, I went, we have this money plant that uh, sits uh, atop of our sink. And so I just went up to it as I was getting ready. I was like, I love you. <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. Because See what that felt like. <laughs> yeah, man, just keep growing and thriving. Because when we first got it, it yeah, was, it was so small. But now it's yeah. like really thriving. And like yeah. things are, and it's almost representative <laughs> to like our life right now. Like uh-huh. things yeah. are getting better. And so I'm like, hey, you keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. The fact that you can like shift. That's all it's like all about perspective yeah. too. Like mm-hmm. you can shift and like see that like you're both lives lives and then you're like oh wow like i'm keeping you alive but the sun is also keeping us Mm -hmm. both alive but then if i don't water you Mm -hmm. you're not gonna be alive and that's on me you know so there's there's so much i don't don't even kill bugs anymore i'd like try to catch them yeah it's got i mean life it's it's yeah (laughs) i know know. (laughs) it's but then i watch nature is metal and i'm like uh Circle of life. I mean, I'm not going to be the one to kill it, but when shit happens, I'm like, ah, circle of life. (laughs) Nature is metal. They're built. Nature's built for that shit. So I've been involved in nonprofit work over the year, and I that's something that I've been a part of since I was a kid, and it's brought me so much joy. 
what's your mission to your nonprofit, I Love Your Life, Inc.? And what's the vision and where did your passion come from for creating that? So I Love Your Life really kind of started with kind of my story and my journey. I knew kind of growing up, being a creative, being kind of knew what kind of I wanted to do as far as creatively when I wanted to do like music or um, or just any type of thing in that outlet. Like I just didn't have the resources or knowledge to to really help me excel or chase those dreams. So like kind of going into an, an adult and I look back and I say, okay, what can I do to help someone like me or what I needed in that instance? They say businesses, like when you're creating a business, you the businesses that thrive are the ones that solve problems. There is a lot of problems when it comes to, I say just the creative community period when and business um, just from the start, just with how we grow up, we are not taught how to actually run or treat ourselves as mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. Like you're right about that. It's yeah, you we have art like in yeah. school. You yeah. learn how to draw, but how do I learn how to actually make this a business for me? Or how do yeah. I actually thrive from this? You yeah. just so I was just seeing like a lot of a lot of situations where we as just people are misled when it comes to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And with me like shutting down in, um, in 2020 and kind of like gaining this knowledge of like businesses and uh, like how to run a business, how to like market yourself and branding and like trading stocks, things like that. I'm like, the only problem I really see is there's a knowledge gap. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the knowledge is out there. Like every, like there's, everything is done at least a million times. Like there's somebody doing a rendition of cannabis hangout in their own Right. You know what I mean? Right, so for sure. The knowledge is out there, but people, some don't know how to access it. Yeah. They don't have the means to access mm-hmm. it, or mm-hmm. it's not presented in a way for them to digest it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So my goal was to create this, this platform, this network. It's, I mean, it's so big. Like I said, I'm still in the journey of it, but what I'm building, it's, it's the bigger picture is just, it's, it's huge. I just want to create a hub of resources, both physically and digitally. Mm-hmm. So like you can get, on iloveyourlife.com, which we are building. Okay. Uh, any of the social medias or consume our content, like my YouTube page that we're running. But I want to produce network. I want to produce shows like podcasts. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I want to produce course. films. And, like, anybody who has a dream, like, that that you think is unattainable because you have to go to, like, say, Hollywood. Right, or, right. Or do things the traditional way. Like, mm-hmm. that's all a facade. You can actually, I know. You can actually make a good living doing this thing independently if you know yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you sure can. So I just wanted to pretty much use my talents, my resources, my connections, and bring them under this umbrella, this hub, this platform, and just kind of give to these artists who, hey, I do this. The music industry, I could go there. I see this for what it is, but the chances of that is very slim. But I could go here and build a following organically and have forever fans and never, Mm -hmm. you know, if that does happen, I bring them along with me. But we're all trying to chase that thing we see on television when really we need to build organically. So I'm just trying to provide... Mm -hmm. An opportunity, a space for people. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, like, one thing I want to do in my productions, I want to go out there and find these people to intern and bring them onto these big projects. Mm-hmm. So you can get the experience. You can get that under your belt. Say, hey, we just produced a film, and now you can put that under your resume that, hey, yeah. I was a part of this. And you're learning, you're growing, you're consuming the content. And just a way that is digestible, it's entertaining. It's not like we're just sitting here putting you through school or, a, a, yeah, you yeah. know, a educational. But, like, we're going to show you how you can do it. You can take – you can – take the visual and make it your own or you can go watch the behind the scenes and see how we actually do this yeah but i just want to provide a just a blueprint of just how to do this thing and make it accessible and that's what like i love your life is no matter what you want to do yeah i like that and provide funding like that's the big thing like i want to be able to put out funding for projects that's a lot of yeah that was my issue i didn't have the capital to do a lot of the things which Mm -hmm. called me out if i just had the capital Bam, I could have put plans into motion. So I, know, I want to raise yeah. a fund where, hey, we can throw grants out there. We can fund projects. Yeah. We, can, we actually... can help make things happen and yeah. bring dreams to life mm-hmm. faster yeah. than we think. Yeah, so yeah, that's, cool. that is I Love Your Life Incorporated. That's cool. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Because yeah. I love y'all's lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's yeah. awesome. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. So I also know noticed that um, you were involved with another nonprofit recovery that's yeah, called so, Dare to Dream. What does so, that provide people? Tell us about that a little bit. So Dare to Dream is a sober living IOP. It's basically a like a detox center for people who are in recovery for okay. either addiction, mental health, or things like that. Yeah. Um, they are actually based in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But um, I got connected with them, and I'm doing some marketing for them and helping oh, them really with like, content cool. and things like that. Oh, that's but cool. I'm also tying in like building something with I Love Your Life and a tie-in, things like that, because we want to also offer the resources for those who are needing help. Yeah. Yeah. Because we glorify drugs. We're sitting here talking about cannabis right now. Mm -hmm. Somebody knows somebody who's struggling with addiction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of want to incorporate just, hey, even in music, we can glorify these drugs. Drugs are a, a part of life. They are here. But for those who are struggling, who need help, we're going to have the responsibility of, hey, we're going to provide you the resources you can. So yeah. call 1-800-425-HELP and let us help you. It's a call for help. And you call, you get a free consultation, and then they set you up and really set you on your journey to to recovery. Because uh, addiction is a huge problem, not mm-hmm. only in Los Angeles, but the reason I'm in it now is because Oklahoma especially. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The addiction mm-hmm. problem out here is crazy. huge. So I want to do my part as well. Like, yeah, we can sit here and talk about drugs in a positive aspect, but let's talk about the negative as well. Mm-hmm. And then let's provide a resource as well to them. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So that's how I got involved with them, um, just planning campaigns like that. So right mm-hmm. now we're doing the 1-800 campaign, which I have the hoodie on now, uh, which it, they are free. If you are in Los Angeles, stop by. Uh, what is the address? I think it's like 8805. I'll get it at, by the end of this podcast. But go there. You can get free merch. They're literally want to get this number out because they want to help you. So you can go there, grab a hoodie. We have sweats. You can get a free, and it's, yeah, it's cold. Get you some swag and represent a cause that is bigger than, bigger than us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you guys, I want to get you hoodies as well. Give me your size. I'll get some down here. Cool. I want to get you some too. And I want to talk to you maybe about um, promoting and doing like an ad for the, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Maybe get you guys saying something. You have a, is it chill? They have an ad on here. Yeah. yeah so I want to get one. Yeah. Right. I want to get one. But yeah, For that's sure. Dare to Dream. So yeah. uh, it doesn't matter if you are in Oklahoma, still call that number because we mm-hmm. can get you out there and we can get you the help that you need. That's cool. awesome. Mm-hmm. That's Thanks cool that you're a part that. of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's so needed and so necessary. So we appreciate you sharing. Um, if you could go back and tell your younger self anything, what would you say? What would you think you maybe needed to hear? What would you tell yourself? Just do it. That's when I was doing a lot of my overthinking. Yeah. And so I had, I think, so big and grandiose. Like, I'm always thinking about, like, the bigger picture of what things look like at the end that I stalled myself from making the first step. Yeah. And I missed a lot of opportunities then that, or that I could have just created for myself. So one thing would have been just, hey, it's good. Mm-hmm. Don't overthink it. Just do it and see what happens. Yeah. That's big. Also, um, patience. I was so steadfast on, like, things were supposed to happen in a certain time frame. I had a certain goal that was supposed to be, that I was supposed to have when I turned 30 that really now that I see, I'm able, like, slow down, put it out there, just do it, but enjoy what is happening. I I think I'm telling myself this now. I, I have to remain present and trust that things are happening. I put it out Mm -hmm. there. I'm taking actions, and they will happen but to actually enjoy this time that we have here mm-hmm. because you can look up and it's gone yeah. and you're like, where did time go? I see it all the time with my daughter. Every time I, uh, I get her, she seems like she's gotten so much bigger just in that little bit of time. Yeah. And I'm just like, you have to stay present in this. I believe SZA, <laughs> shout out to SZA. She <laughs> says this in a song. Uh, we're looking for the fountain of youth and it's in the present. Yeah, We get so caught up in trying to build the future and then once like you look up and you maybe have it you missed out on that youth that fun that that just that all that life that you just ignored because you were chasing one goal and so I'm trying to like stay conscious of that now like I know you have a plan you feel like you got to do this especially when I when you feel like you're doing it alone Mm -hmm. that like every day is like I have to make this happen this work but it's like no slow down and 
and smell the roses is yeah. what they say, right? Mm-hmm. And but so, really, uh, yeah. take the time to take smell the, the roses yeah. and appreciate and have gratitude for the things that you do have because yeah. that's where it starts. Because I mean, my life, I'm I'm so blessed right now. Even though, like, in the times that I thought things were the most hectic, I look back. I have a, a beautiful woman by my side, like the most amazing person. I have the the most amazing animals in the world, and, <laughs> and I'm blessed with the most amazing little kid. I have an eight year old daughter who's okay. she's such a just a special light and such a talent. She's in what softball and basketball and does any and everything to keep us busy, but she's so good and it's such a rewarding feeling looking and seeing this kid that you held so close as a baby, like kind of mm-hmm. out there doing their thing and being in their element and actually excelling. And also to be like such a beautiful person mm-hmm. inside and have like such a just a Mind good blowing. heart. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like I'm so blessed. And I got to remember like, hey, you're thinking because you want to be financially blessed to where you thought your life was supposed to be, like you're supposed to be on grind 24-7 mm-hmm. just and you're just missing out on literally the riches in life that you have right now. Like, yeah. that's going to happen, but don't miss out on all this beautiful shit right here. Yeah. You feel me? It's yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. It is. That's yeah. great perspective. Thanks for sharing is, that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So we like to ask everyone this question, but what is the stigma you would like to see surrounding cannabis or see change surrounding yeah. cannabis? Just the fact that, I don't know, people look at you like you're icky if you do it. Like, <laughs> icky. Like, <laughs> Ooh, you're you know, icky. Like, it's, it's just so <laughs> negative. Like, if I go into somewhere smelling like, like I just smoked weed, you like you feel like I'm a I'm going to be judged. Yeah, like, that just needs to be taken yes. away. Because if somebody smells like cigarettes, of course you're like, ew, that shit stink. But you're not thinking they're a bad person. Right. Yeah. And yeah. some people actually use like for like for instance, I would feel like sub. I would feel so shitty going into like my daughter's basketball game and I smell like it but god that gives me the most anxiety in the world you just saw me at this last game I was nuts I'm walking around pacing the court walking in circles because it was a physical game and I'm literally like I'm talking to Chelsea on the sideline and like shit is just happening I'm like okay I'm gonna keep my cool I'm chilling I'm good I'm breathing trying to do my breathing exercises and then like (laughs) these girls are like getting brutalized entire game refs are not calling any fouls and I'm like oh my god and then my daughter ended up getting hurt like to where she hit her head on the court and I just Jumped up, stormed the court, like just to make sure she was okay. Yeah. But then I'm like pissed because like refs, y'all could literally yeah. Yeah. Chick her, so. call something. Oh my god, yeah. So I, I'm just pacing the court. I took off my hoodie, my <laughs> t-shirt. I'm just pissed, fuming. But it's in times like that, like maybe if I would have smoked a little bit before, my yeah. nerves, my anxiety, because that is the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but if I go and I can't say that, people just think I'm trying to get high. But no, yeah. like literally being in these environments, being in this. I mean, even socially, like I'm going to these places I don't really have a relationship with mm-hmm. everybody here. Like you're going to feel some type of anxiety and that yeah. kind of brings it down. But they don't see it that way. You just you're just a stoner who smells like we and you well, just trying to get a little edible. The there you go. Like, you can... edibles, but but my eyes are giving. My eyes are already low it. as they I, are. Yeah. Like, they just make I, them blown. Oh, I, 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 <laughs> even like five I give, MGs. I give they're myself blown. away. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so I could try to take edibles, but edible high is different for me too. I don't feel yeah. like yeah, I know. Like a, a quick it. smoke yeah. before you do that. The smoke you can control more yeah. than you can with being like, okay, edible, An edible high, and then you're see stunned. you later. <laughs> but no, I'm definitely stuck. definitely gonna have to do the edibles before the games, like going for it. Cause yeah, this, <laughs> this shit is nuts. Lesson I can't learn. Lesson learned. Yeah, I'm going in. I'm gonna be That's funny. glued to that chair. And so, okay. uh, I get it though. As a as a former athlete, mm-hmm. and as that being your child, I. I don't have a child, but I can only oh, imagine because I, I watched my nieces yeah, and nephew, yes. and I, I, I feel like I feel something very close oh, to man. that, and I like freak out. I'm like, what? Mm. They don't even live here. But it's really just when I get to go there and watch <laughs> yeah. them. But like, I'm yeah, yeah, I'm just that. I'm like, what? No, and the competitive part. Yeah, comes it comes out. out. <laughs> yeah. What you play? Um, oh, I don't. I, I wasn't really raised an athlete, but I ran. You're track. a superstar. Song. What are you <laughs> saying? Thanks, Brian. Um, I ran track in middle school, and then I played volleyball in high school, and I played oh, volleyball with Brian in middle school. Yeah, oh, Brian was more the athlete than I was, and we played uh, Y volleyball. Remember? Yeah, we did. Rachel's mom was our coach. Yeah, yeah. we went to high school together. We, we did. Oh, dope. we've known each other since the fifth grade. We've been best what? friends since the fifth so, grade. Okay, because I was I was telling Chelsea, I was like, they have such good chemistry. That's why. <laughs> that's There's why. a yeah. big secret. Yeah. That's our secret. Dang, that's cool though to have a friend that you know, and mm-hmm. then y'all are still so close. To this yeah, we actually have y'all have a business together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean it's wild. Cool. Yeah, really. it's something we have to reflect on frequently because yeah. it's so rare. I mm-hmm. feel like mm-hmm. you know with people and 
having someone you can always just like have and go yeah. to, you know, mm-hmm. that someone that you've known forever. And doesn't have That's to dope. like you don't have to explain backstory or like yeah. explain yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You just come as you are and you exist. Yeah. And you love one another. It's pretty cool. I'm so grateful for so many things, you know. Well Calvin, I think this wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much Thank for you. um sharing all of like your knowledge, your passion, your insight, your solid advice. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for just being you and um, taking time to be here with us. No, thank you for having me. I'm I'm honored. I really love the show. Like, you guys have a, a fan out of me now. Like I said, I've listened to like four or five different episodes. So oh, thank you. I'm glad to be a part of one. Oh, you know? happy, you're we're here. happy you're yeah. here. And I would like to do some more stuff with you guys. Okay. Like with like Dare to Dream, my I, well, I Love Your Life. Like I would like to stay connected yeah. with you guys if for you're sure. open. For sure. Absolutely. We'll cool. talk. And for those of our friends that are wanting to follow along with Calvin's journey or hire him, go check, check him out on Instagram at Cal, that's C-A-L, the connect. Thank you again, Calvin, and to all of our wonderful listeners. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And as always, Brand, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.